What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the From Downtown Podcast. I'm your host, Dahani Joseph, and today's episode will be all about the culmination of Summer League and what NBA fans can take away from it. More specifically, we'll be talking about Keegan Murray's welcoming party to the pros and how he may be the Rookie of the Year favorite when it's all said and done. Then, we get into the All-Summer League team and how only one player drafted in the top five this year were on either team. In fact, only two guys in the top ten made it on the teams, but we'll definitely get into that as well. Later in the pod, we also discuss my favorite rookies who were drafted outside of the top 10 and stood out during their time in Vegas. Obviously, the players selected within the lottery are expected to be decent contributors right out the gates, but Summer League allowed a lot of these young guys to really show that maybe they should have been drafted higher than where they were. Don't miss a second of this episode. We're getting started right now. Cue the music. Alright guys, let's get right into things. Summer League just ended not too long ago. We saw the Portland Trailblazers win the championship against my hometown New York Knicks. Shout out to Trenton Wofford. Shout out to Jabari Walker. That whole crew in Portland. But now we have a lot to talk about. I think the main thing that people are coming out of Summer League talking about is Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray, who ended up being the Summer League MVP... Mind you, he was number four in his NBA draft. A lot of people are saying he might be the best rookie in this class. And if you think about it, that's not that's not too far off from what we saw from all of the, the three guys who were picked ahead of him, right? Jamal, oh, not Jamal Murray, excuse me, Ron Murray. Keegan Murray was first in points at 23.3. Paolo Bancaro trailed him at second with 20 points per game. Murray was also the leader in field goal percentage where he shot 50%, Holmgren trailed him at 46% for number two. Murray was also second in assists with two to Bancaro six, and he also, Murray, was the second best free throw shooter of the top four. He shot 81%, number one was Chad Holmgren. So just the counting stats alone, we see that Keegan Murray, he has it, man. He's a scorer. He's an efficient scorer. He can score from all three levels. I think when you really look, um, go down to it, um, Paolo Bancaro, I think he's probably the most complete prospect, which is why he went number one. Obviously, Chet, with, with Chet Holmgren, you have super high ceiling with the athleticism that he has for his size, the ability to move around in space, the length at what, 7172, long wingspan. His ability to score from the outside. He has a sweet stroke from mid-range as well. He can do it all. And it's only a matter of time before he puts on weight and he's dominating the league. Like, there's no limit for him. The only thing that's holding Chet back right now is his weight. Everything else is good to great. He can improve on a few things here and there. But even, like, playmaking at his size. He's a willing passer. He can make um tight... Passes in tight windows, bounce passes, you name it. He has all the requisite skills to be an all-star, all-NBA guy in this league. 
It's just a matter of him putting on weight, getting more strength. And that'll certainly be an impediment to his success early on in his career. But once he figures that out, man, sky's the limit for him. Same thing with Jabari Smith Jr. In this summer league, we saw him struggle from the field. His shooting, his shot wasn't dropping. Defensively, he was stellar. No doubt about that. He was able to play great defense. You saw his length being put on display with some of the blocks that he had. Um, steals, just the versatility on defense. You, you can see him guarding one through four in the NBA, no problem. That is going to be his calling card early on. And once that shot starts falling, things will be great for him. But to, oh, he's about to say someone else Murray, Keegan Murray, the Summer League MVP. Let's get that straight. Keegan Murray is a guy that I believe will be a consistent 20 plus point per game scorer who may potentially flirt with. 50, 40, 90 territory for his career. In summer league, he got 50% from the field, 40% from three-point range, and 81% from the free throw line. That free throw percentage is going to go up to 90s. I have no doubt about it. If you see the stroke on the free throw, you know he could shoot it. Three-point, if you're shooting 40%, you got to be a good shooter. I'm not worried about that at all. He'll get it up to that 90 percentile range probably during this season, if not next season going on, but... 54-99 for his career, 20-plus point-per-game score for his career. I see him making all-star teams because he's just a smooth operator, man. Murray's a guy that I would love to have on my team. With the size that he has, reminds me a lot of Chris Middleton, just with the way their game is played. So smooth with it. Doesn't take too many dribbles. Not going to dribble you to death and then take like a step-back three-pointer. No, he gets to his spots. He's... A mid-range assassin can catch and shoot from three. Hits all the skills that you would want at that three position. Defensively, maybe there can be some improvements for sure. But solid prospect, man. I think that when it comes down to Paolo or Keegan, maybe you take Paolo just because of the athletic difference that you may see between the two. But I'm not mad if someone says, all right, best prospect is Keegan Murray. Paolo Bancaro right there could be either or 1A, 1B after the summer league. Check and go after that. If you're, if you're redrafting right now, I, I say I'll, I still take Paolo 1. I'll still take Paolo Bancaro 1, Keegan Murray number 2, Chet 3, Jabari 4, and then whatever the order may end up shaking out to be with the rest. But even let, let's bring Jaden Ivey into this conversation too. Jaden Ivey, he was solid in the summer league. The few games that he played until he got injured and Detroit sat him out reasonably so because you don't want any freak injuries to happen. Even though that last game where he, I forgot what it was, I think he had like 11 points and like three assists within like five minutes or something crazy like that. That was spectacular, and you can see it. He has star written all over him. If he played... And we'll get into this a little bit later, talking about the All-Summer League team. He would have been one of the best rookies, too, because his consistency. His shot has improved so much since the college season at Purdue. His ability to get to the paint at will against longer, stronger NBA-level defenders, it's all there. I might have him higher than Jabari Smith if I'm doing a redraft based on the Summer League performance. And even Benedict Matherin, too, man. He's a guy that he's an automatic bucket getter. No doubt about it. Scoring about 19 points per game for Matherin. Almost 40% from three-point range. 
These guys are scorers, and Jabari, he has a potential, no doubt about it. We saw that at Auburn last season, but the consistency has to be there. If he can make that all come together, I'll take Jabari, but for right now, Keegan and Paolo, number one, number two in the rookie race so far. Looking at it from this perspective, Keegan Murray is my rookie of the year. I, I think that because of what Sacramento has been slowly building, if you look back to last season, getting DeMontis to bonus, Darren Fox turned it around, averaged about 27, 28 points per game for that last month, month and a half stretch. They are looking legit to, now I'm not saying they win at all. No, no, no. But to play in and get into the playoffs as a 7th for 8th seed, that's the goal. These guys aren't looking to win a championship this coming season. They're just looking to end the long playoff drought that Sacramento has been enduring. And Keegan Murray is definitely going to be a key integral part to that success that Sacramento is looking to have. And I think that, honestly, if he plays like the way he did in the Summer League during the regular season, Rookie of the Year for sure, and Sacramento will be getting into the playoffs. But speaking of Summer League, we got to talk about the all-Summer League teams. Let's get into it. First team. Tari Eason from Houston. Quentin Grimes from the New York Knicks. I'm going to try not to butcher this name. Sandro Mamoukelesvili from Milwaukee. Keegan Murray, of course, we just went over him. Sacramento, MVP. And Cam Thomas from Brooklyn. That's a solid first team. Solid first team. I don't see any error with that. A lot of guys that are multifaceted. Impacts the game on both ends in terms of Tari Eason, Sanjo Mamoukelesvili, Mamou Quentin Grimes, Floor General, and Keegan Murray and Cam Thomas, who are just straight-up scorers. Cam Thomas averaging almost 27 a game. He knows how to fill it up. Second team, Santi Aldama from Memphis, Benedict Matherin from Indiana, Marco Seminovic from Chicago, Trendon Watford from Portland, and Lindell Wigington from Milwaukee. So same thing with these guys. A lot of guys that are versatile, two-way players, guys that could fill it up. Benedict Matherin, like I mentioned before, averaging 19 points per game. Santi Aldama, who dropped 31 points in one of these games, definitely going to be a key part in Memphis as they try to repeat what they had last year and even go further in the playoffs than they did this year. Marcos Sabinovich probably going to get lots of minutes in that Chicago rotation with Nikola Vucevic, and they're, they're looking for more size, especially in the East with guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, etc., etc. Trenton Wofford, he was the finals MVP in the Summer League. Big part to the, for their success. And then Don Wigginton, another guy who could score around 19 points per game for Milwaukee. These guys are all proven. A lot of second-year guys in this list, which is honestly why I don't think it's much of, much of a surprise to see only one player in the top five this past year's draft make it to the Summer League team, obviously being Keegan Murray, the MVP. And it makes sense. You know, Chet Holmgren... As spectacular as he was with the flashes that we saw, his points per game total wasn't as high as most of these guys. His impact on the on the defensive end was great, but offensively, he's not holding a candle to some of these guys. Same thing with Jabari. Jabari's raw. We understand the potential that he has, but at the same time, he's not quite there yet. 
Paolo just didn't make it because he sat out for the majority. If he if Paolo played, he probably would have had a 25-point, maybe even 30-point game. And triple-double maybe, he, he could fill it up for sure. But he just didn't get on the list because he hadn't played much. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, these 10 guys right here were probably the best in the summer league. And that takes me to my next point. A lot of the guys that stand out in summer league aren't actually the top 10, even in the lottery for that matter. These guys are usually second round picks, late first rounders that have more to prove. They don't have guaranteed contracts yet. They might be looking for two-way contracts, even 10-day contracts in the NBA. These are guys that not everybody may have heard of coming into the draft. They weren't as highly touted as Jabari or Chet or Paolo in the top three. But nonetheless, we have a bunch of guys that should be considered steals of the draft for the teams that got them. I have a list of seven players who I honestly think should make an impact right away with whatever team they end up playing for, whether it's the team that drafted them or if they get a chance with another team. First up, J.D. Davidson on the Boston Celtics. Average 13 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 8.2 assists, 1.2 blocks, and 1.2 steals. Davidson's an unselfish player who, even though he has the ability to score, he's very quick, shifty ball handler, get to the paint with ease, finish, improve shooting stroke from the college season. He's got the opts to get his teammates involved. Great floor vision as well. He can make passes on target, especially when throwing up lobs to cutters, which is something that Boston likes to do often, especially with Grant Williams and no, Rob Williams. Plus his 6'7 wingspan, standing only 6'2", plus his elite athleticism allows him to jump the passing lanes for steals and overall seems to be an above-average on-ball defender. Again, it's something that Boston looks for, especially coming out of this finals run when sometimes they were just outmatched and they didn't have enough defenders for Golden State. He can also get downhill and is improving as a shooter, as I mentioned before. If he improves his shot, he could be competing with Peyton Pritchard for minutes in that stacked Celtics guard rotation. Next, we have Bryce McGowan from the Hornets. Averaged 14.6 points per game and shot 42.9% from three-point range. He's a spark plug guy off the bench, no doubt about it. He can get high in a hurry from three-point range. He has a deep bag of dribble moves and finishes around the rim easily. He has flashes of playmaking as well, skip passes to the opposite wings, and then he also has the simple pick-and-roll passes. I think he's a guy that's very comfortable playing off the ball looking to be a catch-and-shoot guy or a cutter, which is ideal when playing against, or rather alongside, a guard like Lamella Ball, who will get you the ball when you need it the most, when you're open, when you're cutting, whatever it may be. Charlotte likes to move the ball around. Lamella Ball helps facilitate all that. I think Bryce McGowan's would be the perfect fit. Take a Terry Rozier type of role on the team. I know Terry Rozier's already on there, but you can never have enough shooters. Plus, McGowan's is about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, so taller than Rozier and can add a little bit more defensive versatility. Next up, Christian Brown from the Nuggets, just coming off his championship in college basketball with Kansas. Average 11.8 points, 5.8 rebound, 4.8 assists, 2.3 steals, and a block. He has great defensive instincts on the ball. He's constantly engaged and will fight through screens to chase his man relentlessly. But sometimes you don't see enough, especially in rookies when they come in. A lot of these guys are highly talented on offense, but defense leaves a lot to be desired. Braun is not one of these guys. He also has a high basketball IQ, along with his shooting ability and athleticism. 
To me, Christian Braun projects as a high-level Alex Cruz type of player, a guy that will easily play 10 years in the league, a guy who you will want on the championship team for his defensive tenacity, his all-around game. He, he's a champion. He won championship at Kansas, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see him winning another championship during the NBA career. Next up, Tari Eason, a member of the All-Summer League team. 17.2 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, and shooting 44.7% from the field. So, Tari Eason, Eason is your prototypical athletic 6'8 wing, but he has tremendous upside. Explosive finisher around the rim. He's a guy that can stretch the floor from the three-point line, but also is a smart and instinctual cutter as well. Especially if you have a guard like Ty Ty Washington, or even a guy like Jalen Green, who's going to get that attention going up to the rim. He's a guy that'll cut, get easy dump-off passes for dunks or lobs to the rim. He's also a strong, savvy rebounder, strong screen setter. I see Eason and easily be a starter for the rebuilding Rockets come the fall. Next up, we have Cole Swider from the Los Angeles Lakers. Also a Syracuse guy, so had to represent how to get him on this list. But even if he wasn't Syracuse guy, he's definitely deserving. 15.4 points per game, 4 points of rebounds, and he shot 19-38, or 50% from the three-point range. Obviously, one of the best shooters in summer league. Very comfortable with running around screens and moving to get open. He's a guy with deep and contested shot-making ability. One of the best, as a matter of fact, in the summer league at doing that. And also put the ball on the floor from time to time, which is something that will be needed. Instead of being just a one-dimensional three-point shooter, also take a one-dribble pull-up, get to the basket. Coast Wider can do that and score in bunches at times. Um, making the Lakers team is inevitable just because when you think of LeBron James teams and Russell Westbrook as well. The one thing they need is shooting. This guy brings it. He brings it in bunches. He's a guy that can get hot, give you three, four, five, three-point shots in a row when he's hot. I think that's something that every NBA team needs at a premium these days, but especially the Lakers. I think it's a no-brainer that he's on the team. He'll be in the rotation, and depending on how good he is, he can he can make that starting lineup. I don't see I don't see why not with his shooting ability. Next up. And this guy right here is probably one of my, if not my favorite rookie so far. Blake Wesley from the San Antonio Spurs. 17 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, and 4 assists. This guy reminds me so much of a New York City point guard. And what I mean by that, he's super quick. He has the ball handling ability. He has the swag. He has the athleticism. He has the ability to score, get to his spots whenever he wants to. He just oozes New York City basketball at the point guard position, even though he's more of a two with his size. But Mike Wesley is one of my favorite guys. He's cat quick with the ball, especially in transition. He'll get out, run the break. He's a superb ball handler, like I said. And three-level scorer, which is something that you need, especially at the guard position. Great touch from outside. He's very similar to Jordan Poole. In the way that they play, very similar play style, very similar in the way they move as well. I think that Blake Wesley will become a starter for the San Antonio Spurs, especially considering that right now they're basically in full-on tank mode, trying to get the number one pick for Victor Wembanyama. He's a guy that'll average around 15 points per game and maybe even 20 points per game, depending on his role on the team. 
But yeah, Blake Wesley is one of my favorite rookies. And finally, we have Jabari Walker from the Portland Trailblazers. Championship Portland Trailblazers coming off their championship in Summer League. 12.4 points per game, 9 rebounds, 1 steal. Jabari has a very much all-around game. He's a Swiss Army Knife type of guy. I think of a guy like Scotty Barnes, the previous rookie of the year. He's 6'9", with length and athleticism, the type of wing that everybody in the NBA covets now. He'll be the perfect addition to a Blazers squad that's, quite frankly, they've struggled on the defensive end for many years. He crashes the offensive glass with reckless abandon at times, which leads to second-chance opportunities, which is another thing that Portland could improve on. And I think that for his size and the way he moves, he has a very smooth release on catch-and-shoot opportunities. I think that he will be able to thrive off of Damian Lillard and how he'll be able to create Anthony Simons as well, be able to kick out to the corner. He'll be wide open often, and he'll get those opportunities to knock down some threes. Another thing about him, good good side rim defender. Oh, good help side rim defender, rather. I think that he will be able to impact the game, not only on the perimeter defensively, but also in the paint, especially if the Blazers decide to go small. I think that he could play that small ball five and thrive in that role. Walker, along with the other six guys that I listed before, these are the guys that have stood out the most to me in Summer League that weren't in the top ten. A lot of people think that, oh, they're not in the top ten, it's not in the lottery. They might not produce at the highest level. Well, we've seen time and time again that guys that are drafted in second round especially, Nikola Jokic is a great example, they could be superstars in this NBA. And while none of these guys may end up being superstars, they definitely all will have impactful NBA careers because all the little things that they do, whether it be JD with his playmaking ability, whether it be McGowan's his shooting, off-ball prowess, another shooter, Cole Swider, the list goes on. These guys all have NBA skills, and I think that they will translate well to the NBA. And whatever team they end up playing for, they will be rotation guys and sometimes starters in some cases, like with the Spurs or with the Rockets. These guys will get their opportunities, and I believe they will shine the brightest out of all the guys that played in the Summer League. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the From Downtown Podcast. I really enjoyed talking about Keegan Murray being the best of the rookies. Although he may not end up having the best career out of the top five, he's damn sure going to produce at a high level for years to come. If you haven't already, make sure you rate this podcast five stars and share it with your family and friends. I'll see you all in the next one. Take care, everyone. Thank you.